0: And we are back with episode two of uh, Monday Night Raw.
1: You know what we didn't do? What didn't we do? Think of a funny quote for the title of this. We're going to have to do that. Oh, we, we we can do it. We got it. Nothing really jumped off. Where, um, where's my car? Ah,
0: okay. All right. yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, so this is where's my car because... Uh, You you guys will figure it out. So, Tyler, open us up, Bub. You got the notes. How did uh, this episode
1: of Monday Night Raw kick off? Um, With, and I quote, a goddamn siren. (laughs) Loud as hell. Just blaring through this
0: place. They make sure, they say, all of your senses are going to be just at a fucking peak right now. Like, your your ears are going to be ringing. There's a lot of callers, a lot of moving.
1: You're not going to know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) So we start out with uh, Vince McMahon, the all-star cast, award-winning. Vince McMahon, uh, Rob Bartlett, and Macho Man, and here we go. And bam, out of nowhere, Reaper Man fucking clobbers Macho Man.
0: It did uh, also—pretty good camera work, because they cut to Rob Bartlett tearing up the picture of uh, uh, Bobby Heenan and saying, you know, fight the—because they talk about— Says, you know, fight the real enemy, and tears up his picture, throws it around. Right, and then they cut back and Macho Man is just kind of looking at him, and then Iron Reaper Man just, just hits him in the back of the, clubs him in the back of the fucking head. Yeah, it <laughs> he, looked pretty good. You don't know why it looked it looked pretty good. Yeah, he went, he did go flying. He then, uh, hit him cuff more times, uh, took his hat, and then just ran the fuck out. <clears throat> he didn't know why, but it, we talked about it last week. It is giggling like, oh God, yeah, I don't know why the fuck that happened. It's, it's fucking wild out there, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that was our cold open. We go to the uh theme song, which you know what? We didn't talk about this, I don't think uh, last week. The theme song's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, I I like the theme I mean, song. It was I simple and yeah, whatever. So we come back from break and we have our first match, which is uh Terry Taylor versus Mr. Perfect. Um it takes a few seconds, but Macho Man's eventually back on commentary. Uh so he sold that um that kind of back of the head shop.
0: Pretty well. I'm, yeah, I, I like that. I like that we didn't come back and who's just on commentary talking about it. Uh, he was a he had to repay a little credit too. He's like, I'll give you a little credit. You know, you you got me a little bit, but I've I've been hit harder than that. I've been hit harder than that. Out, you know, it's gonna take more than that. You got me one you ain't gonna get me again, type deal. I'm like, oh, that's that's not acknowledging, acting like oh he was. He's like, yeah, you got me that time, but I'll, I'll get you next time. uh Was immediately just where's my hat? You know, just like yeah, he took my hat. It's yep. gone. Oh yeah, That's I, all you
1: need. I fucking want it. Well, so like Larry, you got me that um, homestead grace hat for Christmas. Damn right I did. Someone, I'm at work. Right. Someone fucking clobbers me with a form in the back of my head and takes my hat. Fucking it's them up. It's on. Yeah. You know, they're gonna yeah. kick my ass anyway and just keep my hat. But I'm gonna be mad about it. Yeah, if the repo man came to take my hand and or my car, I'd be I'd be pissed. Yeah, so I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't blame him at all.
0: Um, so much I, much better opening. Yeah, I uh. I, I, I liked it I'm not gonna lie uh
1: good match i would say that Hebner uh, has the fastest two count I mean I mean he's just flying through i, I don't uh, know what's going on but i mean it's just one two at one point when he was counting i i knew he was about to and
0: I got and the second he started I went one one thousand one one and okay and he was at two and a kick out already so there <laughs> we go <laughs> uh
1: so yeah the match was you know a t- couple over competitors here um mr perfect did you know he was he was over with the crowd.
0: Uh he he was. Well, here's uh what I want to talk about during this Mr. Perfect match. Is there was a uh, something I haven't seen ever until this episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, there was a call-in from Mr. Bobby the Brainin. Yes. Where he just called in on I don't know what fucking phone they have at the commentary desk, but they had it. <laughs> and they picked it up and just put him next to the fucking mic and said, "Go, Bob." It, you at uh, first you could tell they hadn't done it before. It was real muffled. You didn't know what the, it was like. What the fuck's he saying?
1: And then halfway through you could understand. I didn't, it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought so. I we'll, we'll come back to that later because I, I I do want to talk about that. And I made a note. And then right after I made a note, you looked at me and said, "What do you think about that?" And I said, "We'll we'll save it because I I want to talk about that." Um, you had mentioned something really interesting. I thought maybe we can kind of discuss. We don't have to go into. Um, I want to go into great detail. But what what did I what did I mention? You wanted to go into about this. Oh, what, what You said You said something about I mentioned something. Oh, uh, that you said Mr. Perfect was a face here.
0: Yeah, I do not. Because when I remember watching, like, late 90s, early 2000s wrestling, he was always, like, just the heel. You know what I mean? Just like, right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a perfect son of a bitch. What are you going to do with me? You know? Yeah. Just a little arrogant guy. And uh, it's just kind of cool now. be like, oh, yeah, that's right. He was a... Just a he was like, "Yeah, I'm perfect. I'm a, I'm a great wrestler," and everyone's like, "Yeah, we, we like it."
1: It's like a natural heel gimmick. Yeah, like I'm perfect. Uh, I'm better than you. But like, it's one of those over time people can respect it, and yeah. yeah. So I think that works out. I just thought you. I just thought that you know, that, that was an interesting yeah. point, and uh, I hadn't really thought about it. So
0: and this is, uh, I mean, Terry Taylor's going to go downhill, here, downhill here soon, correct? Uh, yeah, he's eventually going to have just a little, a little rooster feather and just. Be hanging the fuck out, bub.
1: I did write down that uh, he had a weird, um, like, I know this was 90s, but had a weird 80s hairstyle where it just never looked like he was sweating. They had that, like, thick middle part, like, gray mop. And it peep, doesn't peep, look like you're ever sweating. People who don't sweat when they're doing stuff
0: infuriate me. What the fuck are you showing off for? Just right. sweat. What are you proving? Are you proving you're in shape? Because I don't care. You're right. Sweat. Be normal or i just think oh there's something wrong with you there's a you sweat you don't want to be that sweat where like you're the kid that has to bring their own fucking towel because no one else can let you bring their towel because you sweat too goddamn much right but you also want to sweat you know you want to be like yeah, i'm working out here
1: so uh i apologize to um the i don't. one in a million chance that this guy from high school is listening but uh cory blankenship oh my god <laughs> I work name actually, group. funny enough, it just popped in my head. I work with his dad. Oh my at the god. Post office. Yeah, he's a, yeah, it's getting back to us. Oh, he's yeah. He's going to take your hat. <laughs> oh, shit. You Damn are. It. You're hit. Um, No, but he, I remember we would go to like open gyms to play basketball, and he would just, no one wanted to guard him. I was like, let's just play zone. Let's just play 2 3 zone at open gym because I, I mean, just sweating. There, was, I have
0: a little bit more spec. not going to name drop anyone, but I'll just was, do it. No. There was a couple people I played with that uh, were like, We'd be like, oh, weird. In high school, they're doing shirts versus skins. And I'm like, it's a little weird. And, you know, and, and looking back on it now, like, anytime a bunch of twelve year olds take their fucking shirts off, you creep. But uh,
1: this, uh, this podcast well, took a weird turn. Well,
0: because we had we had, you know, practice jerseys, but yeah, like flipping inside out, like right. one's white, one's green. But yeah, you'd have to guard them, and they're of course they're the fucking skin and just sweating everywhere, and you're just like, eh. oh, yeah, just, oh. just
1: score, kid. Yeah, hated it.
0: But uh, it it was a uh, yeah. It was a good match. I like Mister Perfect's uh, match with him. Uh, Ric Flair came out at the end, right? Uh, distracted him. Terry Taylor hits Mister Perfect out of the ring, then tries to get out of the ring. Earl Hebner, for some reason, just was not gonna let him get out of the ring, even though he did earlier. No, I know. And uh, then uh, Ric Flair beats him up outside, throws him in. Uh, what I thought was great was three men, and it didn't go too long after that. I got to hitch with suplex mr. perfect just scoops his leg real quick turns hits him one two three it's over
1: yeah and I I wrote down that um, I, I really love that finish because hold on what's going on home run nope um, so I wrote down that uh, I, I thought that was a really good finish and so often now we're so used to baby faces just being stupid yeah they get the distraction and mr. perfect had every uh, yeah, because he didn't just every, get distracted, then he got the shit kicked out it, of him. Yeah, every yeah. excuse to lose it, and it really sets that up. Like sometimes I think, like in modern like WWE, so there's a distraction finish, and it's like, "I'll see you next week." And I'm like, "Yeah," but I just saw that guy lose to this guy.
0: Yeah, also it's like, yeah, you know, like you're so like you're so stupid. Like it is a thing where like Bayfist now almost has to be dumb. You know yeah, I mean? like yeah, that'd be easily tricked. Like, like he wasn't easily tricked. Like he saw him. He's like, "What the fuck you doing out here?" And then right. he got hit outside, got beat up, and he came back in and was still. A savvy, just good wrestler. Right. And won. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, like, you you can be a babyface and still be smart and a good wrestler. You don't right. have to be stupid and just, you know, a buffoon. I'm like, oh, he tricked me, but I'm a good guy and I didn't cheat and that's why you like me. Like, no, like, yeah, but I don't like you now because you're kind of stupid.
1: And as soon as the match is over, he jumps over the ring runs after Ric Flair. Yeah, so let me get you. So, let me see. Um...
0: Wait, wait, what do you got next? Because you are, you are the notes man.
1: Yes, I was seeing if I had anything else for that um, one. Um,
0: I don't have anything for that one, but I have something for uh, the little video package directly after it. If you want to talk about it. Well, of course we want to talk about it.
1: The uh, the Headlock
0: on Hunger.
1: Hold on. I Well, we can talk about that, but I think Vince interviews uh, Bret Hart after that. Do you want to wait for the Headlock on Hunger?
0: Uh, no, because it's, it's not that interesting. Uh, <laughs> okay. The Undertaker does a headlock on hunger fucking commercial. (laughs) You could imagine. How can you
1: explain what happens here?
0: You couldn't imagine him doing that now. I mean, you just fucking could. not There's no way you'd have the undertaker
1: with all his glory, just in
0: his deep fucking voice, rolling his eyes back in his head and be like, you need to donate to make sure the kids in Somalia
1: eat today.
0: You're like, what the fuck? Like, like I feel like I'm getting robbed now. Hunger's well, gonna
1: rest in peace. Well, it
0: was worse. Like Paul, hate, Paul fucking Bear started it. He was like, "They have a choice in the ring, but <laughs> not in Somalia." And he was like, "What the fuck, my uh, Jesus yeah. Christ, kid!" Like, fine, take it. God, gotta fucking donate. Just leave me alone.
1: I'll donate now in 2021.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna call. But it's it was wild. It was, cause, but what I was gonna say is. Uh, we do have to think this was early undertaker you know he wasn't they didn't know how far he was gonna go how legendary he's gonna be So to them it was just, it was just another character just right doing that's a, a good point doing a shtick just talking you know what i mean talking right. about this promoting it like they wouldn't now obviously he wouldn't but back then it was like yeah just another dude just another dude doing a doing a
1: promo that's true it's crazy especially and it was very of its time too
0: oh yeah it was very uh very gimmicky <laughs>
1: So um, next up, uh, Vince interviews the WWF champ uh, Bret Hart. Uh, if you remember last week, he had an in-ring interview with the number one contender and, uh, Razor Ramon. Razor
0: Ramon hit the ball out of the park in his interview.
1: So, so did great. Uh, Bret Hart gives a fairly generic babyface promo, but he does. You turned to me and said. You quoted what he just said, and and, and Bret Hart says, Razor Ramon is the lowest scum in the World Wrestling Federation, and you said that got a pop in 1993, which I thought was hilarious because it's a very just like, you're a bully kind of cheesy Uh, promo. And it
0: wasn't like a little clap, guys. It wasn't like a, oh, okay, yeah, you said something. It was like a...
1: Yeah, talk your shit, Brett. Yeah. Talk, let's go. Let's go. I wrote down, damn, Brett, let Razor breathe. I was like, I was like God, I was like, guys, he
0: caught him, Sky. And then after that, he got another pop. So actually, he's not even at the bottom of the barrel. You got to lift up the barrel, and he's a little maggots under the barrel. And they were like, God. I was like, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> I was like, cut me a fucking break. Well, I, I, I don't believe it was that just... There's no way they were that bad of shit talkers in '93. There's, there's, just no way.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Brett kind of or uh, uh, Razor gets another promo, which I thought was kind of interesting later on in the sh- uh, in the episode. He does, and um, makes it. I don't know. He's oh, his, was, he good. has about 15 seconds and he sells it. But we'll we'll get to that. Let's let's hold on that. Um, I thought there was an interesting point here, and I wanted to maybe dive into a little bit of kayfabe here. Love to. Um, so. Vince McMahon asked him a good question. Is basically like, so, so it gets personal. And if you remember, uh, Razor, um, quote Jump. unquote, attacks
0: the now what I believe maybe the dumbest wrestler I've
1: ever seen in my life. Um, uh, why is my mind going? to... No, it was Owen Hart. Yeah, Owen Hart. Oh, yeah, Hart,
0: for the great wrestler's character. But you're not mean you just sit there and take that shit? You see him coming at you. You didn't get jumped. He ran. He ran at you. He ran through the front fucking door.
1: And he told him what he was going to do. Oh, yeah. So, um. You know, it adds a little bit of layer to this and it's kind of personal. And so Brett's like, oh, yeah, that's my family and whatnot. Okay, so that's fine. Uh, So then Vince asks, like, okay, so what are you going to do? Like, are you going to have a a technical wrestling match, whatever? Mm -hmm. And so I wrote down, um, like, Brett says he's going to forego the technical wrestling strategy to fight Razor. He's going to bump him up. All around the ring. He said he's going to kick him down on conscious tree, is what he said, Tyler. Oh yeah. Which I think's in New York City. Is that, it? That sounds about right. I hope no, so. No, wait, are they they're not the Rumble wasn't in Rumble's gonna be in Cali. That's where that's where he's gonna mess up. Yep. So I thought okay. So I wrote down um I guess K Fabish. Um is that? Is is this a mistake from Brett? You would, uh,
0: Kate, you would think so, yeah, because you think this is what Razor wants. You're like, yeah, I don't want a technical match. Right. I'm a big guy.
1: Yeah, I just want like to brawl. I want to fight. I want to get you out of your game. And Razor's done it. He's, so, what do we look at? made it personal. personal. Like, about a uh, 30 pound difference between the two. Right. Boy, I'd say so. Razor's 260 ish? Brett's beefy, BI. I'd say he's, Brett's
0: probably 230, 240, right? Right. It's not like it's a massive difference, but Razor's just taller. He'd be like what two sixty, two sixty five. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. So I would say going into the Rumble, it would be, you know, it'd be Razor that has the mental edge because he's like, look, there is a reason why Bret Hart's the champion. He's the best technical wrestler, right? He's the best wrestler here. I am not going to technically wrestle him. I am going to get him off his game, and Bret already gives away his game plan. Yeah. Like so, I am like looking at this and I think you know if you are Razor or going into this Rumble match. You're feeling pretty good. Yeah. And I got you right where I want you. And you can't talk.
0: Right. So we're so <laughs> what are you gonna do? You can't talk and I'm not gonna wrestle you. I'm gonna beat your ass.
1: Kind of rooting for Razor. I fuck for her. Okay, you know what? Let's just I was gonna come back to it. Let's just go right to it. So we're we talking about Razors promo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Motherfucker said I again, like you said, fifteen seconds to sell it. And I forget what he said in the beginning. Okay, he
1: says He said Chico a couple times. He says everybody knows gold on my neck, gold on my fingers gold around my waist. He said, when I'm done with you, gold around my waist. And
0: flicked it. And I said, there it fucking is, boys. That's it. That's it. I can't get out 15 seconds. And he said, nailed it. So, I, I bet you... Do we think, did we think he first take that? I think he first took oh, it. Oh,
1: yeah. I think he just got in, said it, flicked it, left. Interesting, though, because... And maybe I'm looking too much into this. So last week, we had one promo from right. Razor in the ring. So this week, they did the same thing. Have Brett come out. But then... After after a match, we'll talk about in just a second. They had Brett cut like a backstage, you know, pre taped segment uh,
0: like Ico Pro. Ico Pro, yeah, yeah, and for so, uh, some
1: some training shit sold and by so, GNC. Like, what's interesting is like they had they didn't just leave it at that. They had Brett kind of come back with another promo. Yeah, but that was pretty interesting. I don't know, maybe it, not, but it's a it is weird how many promos they would have back then of just.
0: Just sponsored commercials of just shit they were doing with the wrestlers yeah. in it, but I guess back then it was like, I guess where it wasn't as popular back then and not as many eyeballs. It was more of a, yeah, uh,
1: you know, like, why well, like, we're trying to sell live events. Yeah, basically. Like we're trying to
0: sell live events, and also, like, yeah, you know, well, if you like, if, if you sponsor us, we'll make well, our wrestlers will be in commercials for your your product.
1: And now it's just like, hey, we just want to be a commercial on your on your show, right? That's all we want. Uh, so the next match we go into is uh, Marty Gennetti. And he's the number one contender for um, Shawn Michaels' Intercontinental Championship. Right. Uh, He's facing Glenn Ruth.
0: The illegitimate son of Babe Ruth, according to Rob Bartlett.
1: I put Babe Ruth's illegitimate son in quotations, Rob fucking Bartlett. I love him. You know what's weird about Rob Bartlett? Let's get into him. He was much more quiet this this episode.
0: Yeah, because he fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he ran out.
1: He's like, it's supposed to be one fucking week. He says, "Man, I'm a one trick pony." This is
0: why I love Rob Bartlett, right? Because I told you before, I said he has the same the same approach as me. I feel like, and he said, "What is that?" And I said, "We'll talk about it." My approach is, I'm I'm really real life, not a funny person, right? But I make so right. I make so many jokes throughout the day. Eventually, ten of them stick throughout the day. And if you're like yeah, you're gonna hit ten, you're gonna hit ten homers today. You know what I mean? You'd be like, right? Oh fuck yeah, that's a great day. But no one said, you know, they didn't tell you three hundred at bats. You know what I mean? And, right. And you struck out every other time. How the motherfucker does? He does the same shit I do. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna throw them all day, boys. And eventually one of them's gonna stick and rock. Like, remember the fifty
1: I told earlier? That sucks. <laughs> We're I- gonna remember this one. <laughs> I don't know if this is the same kind of analogy, but I remember reading on Twitter or something that someone said that's how team, Tim Tebow felt like the guy in Pick Up Basketball. That's great. That shot 33s, hit one, and then he said, come on, boys, let's play D! After you finally fucking hit a shot. God, so yeah. that kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, I, okay, I so, loved those people. Um, Mar- the Marty match, whatever, it was, it was good. Uh, Shawn Michaels calls in. So Another, they did a the call-in I'm, segment again. And
0: I have a bone to pick with this call-in.
1: So... This is interesting because I think this might be where we differ. What do you, what's your opinion?
0: My, well, I for I loved the call in right. My my bone to pick is with the call ins in general. Okay. Because the big the big staple of this match right is which which corner is Sensational Sherry going to be
1: in right? right? And, and this is the match we're referring to is their upcoming Intercontinental Championship right. match at the Rumble right?
0: So, which corner is she going to be in right? Okay, we're doing these call ins. Fucking car, and ask her who's fucking corner she's gonna what if be. What she doesn't know, though, well, she better figure it the fuck out because it's on Sunday,
1: man. I, I guess they could, because she could just say, "I don't know,"
0: or yeah, or just call her and be like, "What corner are you gonna be?" And like, "What?" It's like, "Oh, I don't know." You'll find us. What? Why wasn't she a call in? Shouldn't that have happened at some point? We did her call, in or we've seen her, or is it gonna be better? or Am I, am I thinking too short term here? Is it Is gonna be better when we see her finally walk out on Sunday of the
1: Rumble? Yeah, is I it going to be a bigger so. deal with him because we haven't seen her? Right, but as a but, fan, I want to know. But what I know you're what you're talking about, like plot yeah. hole type thing. Yeah, you know, I understand that. Yeah,
0: as a fan, I'm like, what you fucking tell me, Sherry? Why are you being weird
1: about it? So when he called in, I thought this is. I wrote down that I liked it, and it felt different, and it felt oddly real. It felt kind of weird. Like that's an interesting approach because you know, with wrestling, you have to, you have to spice up basically the same right. thing you do over and over again. Yeah. You know, a DQ match is also called a no-holds-barred match or a street fight or an unsanctioned It's the same thing, yeah. basically, give or take. But you kind of have to call it something different. Yeah. So it's the same thing with wrestling. Like, you have to find a way to get to a pay-per-view. Yeah. Sometimes you do um, in-ring interviews. Sometimes you do backstage segments. Sometimes you do, like, a split screen. I like the idea of a call-in. Now, the only thing I guess you would say negative-wise is the fans – in the arena wouldn't, under, wouldn't hear it. Right, right. But they do that now. Like It's not like they hear commentary now. What I like about I've never it, seen anything like that.
0: I mean, what I love about it is it's almost like another way to just build up the, uh, like the, the feud, you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, like, I'm gonna shit talk this guy while he's having a match. Right. And it's like, fuck yeah, man, like, that's great. I love that. And also, it's also building, because they're always like, oh, like, I bet you're watching tape on me like I'm watching right now. Right. And I don't think he's that good. And the only reason he's doing the was doing real good, and he had a real good line. The only reason he looks that good is because it's not against me. I like, love yeah, that he, line. You know,
1: he's against his bum. Well, yeah, like well, he, he can't do that against me. I thought. Um, I guess the only. I guess they do that now on comment. They just come out and sit on commentary. But yeah. once again, you have to do the same thing, but do it just a little differently. Yeah. This is just a different way yeah. to do it. Well,
0: because then if they sit out there during commentary, eventually they get into and something right. happens. That's what you I'm just talking. You don't even know I'm there. I'm just, you know, right. bashing you. Uh, but I did think it was a, a fine match. I mean, no, def- no offense to Glenn Ruth, but I mean he wasn't.
1: You know. his dad was a lot better anyway.
0: Yeah, Babe Ruth was a lot better wrestler and baseball player. But uh, <laughs> it was a it, it was a fine match. I didn't think it, there was uh,
1: anything wrong with it. was hmm, fine. Uh, I did put more fucking jokes from Rob Bartlett about Reaper Man reaping his car. So I guess I should have mentioned earlier. Rob Bartlett was pretty quiet throughout this episode, but he just kept making jokes about check my car, Dude, Macho Man. You see my car out there, and that's basically that was that was the thread. You know, the first episode, the thread was, uh, Dork, A.K. Oh, what do they what do they keep calling him? Rob Bartlett called him Dork. Dork, that's yeah. What he so calls okay, we'll just keep it. So the first episode thread was Dork the Clown. Yeah, and this
0: this one throughout was that has anyone seen my car out there? And it's like, okay, apparently it because uh, Macho Man did it earlier, apparently it's easy to just get up and leave commentary and walk the fuck outside.
1: Just go look. Just go see if your yeah. car's out there. And it's like Just go see and come back. Quick you go commercial break. It's like yeah. a, so at one point they come back from commercial break and I Rob Bartlett's reading a newspaper and I'm like what are you doing? Also, Rob Bartlett brought them back from commercial a couple times this week. <laughs> yeah. I was
0: like, why is this fucking clown bringing us back from commercial? What's he
1: doing? Uh, speaking of clowns, we get a recap of uh, Dork the Clown uh, oh, I was beating, so Krush, or beating Crush with uh, a fake arm <laughs> on uh, WWF Superstars.
0: Yeah. Was, they they, they built it up real serious, which it is, built it up real serious and said, you know, uh, Crush is not going to be... In the rumble this week, and uh, for those of you who didn't get to see it, well, also Rob Bartlett, I mean, just stepped all over the fucking punchline before it happened, because if you hadn't seen I it, don't remember. If you hadn't seen it, you didn't know. And Vince was, you know, he's like, well, you know, because of the actions of uh, a doink the clown, and then Bartlett's like, get yeah, dork the clown, you know, and he's like, oh yeah, and he's like, yeah, he. he took his arm off and and
1: beat him with it Oh yeah, before before, before you even see the
0: video so you're like wait he did why he took his arm off and beat him with it and then you're like oh yeah he did didn't he it takes the the, like the wow factor oh he just pulled his fucking arm off oh my god because you know he's about to do it
1: because it's such a visual
0: yeah it's a visual thing. oh yeah has a fake arm well because then you're even looking you're like yeah that arm is that is a fake arm isn't it but if you're just watching it normally you wouldn't even notice it (laughs) but uh, yeah uh, doink uh, did you, who? Doink. I'm calling him Doink. Wait. I respect um, it.
1: Not Doink the clown, though. It's Doink the, what did Vince say? The supposed
0: clown? The uh, the alleged clown. Uh, the the alleged supposed clown. clown. Yeah, he, he might not be a clown. I don't know what the fuck else he'd be, but apparently might not be a clown. But he was getting Crush uh, also overtakes Owen now for the dumbest wrestler so far on Monday Night Raw. He just turns his back. Because he took the flower and just, okay, with his dumb little mullet and just left, just turned around. And then Even doink,
1: every other wrestler ever walks backwards up a stage. And then
0: doink, who last week just hoed him out in front of everyone and squirted him in the face with a water <laughs> gun, and then just ran around him a couple times, just pulls his arm out, which Randy Savage said the word on the street is was loaded with lead. And I just, like that line. I what do too. I felt like it.
1: It's like this. legitimized it up, a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It oh, like, come yeah, off like, a little goofy. So he's yeah. like, "Hey, this is what I heard." I, I thought that yeah. was like a really intelligent. I wonder if that had to be ad lib. <laughs>
0: I would assume so, but what I liked about it too is like okay, you know he's a wrestler, so he's almost like a yeah. You know, the word on the street is is like like I talk to my dudes in the back that will talk to me instead of you guys because you know, right? I'm a, a wrestler, right? And, That's a good point, yeah. 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 And that, and this is what they told me. they is like, yeah, well, apparently he had
1: a filled with lead. He's like, oh, he's like, right. yeah, I can do a little research, boys, because right. you know, I know these people. That's a really good point. Um, so when they come back from video package, Rob Bartlett's eating a Slim Jim on air. I love it. Well, they they do have a slim. Jim I know, ad, but I'm like, and he's a matcha. He's man. just eating it, like as he's talking.
0: I bet. Ma- how <laughs> just many love it? How many slim Jims it? do you think matcha man ate? Wouldn't you hate to find out he didn't like them?
1: Well, I mean, he was a pretty fit guy. So, I mean, that's I mean, a good question. I'm no, a slim gym. I'm fit. I don't think I've ever had a slim gym. Never had a slim gym. You know, I Get don't. I like beef jerky, but have you ever tried to buy beef jerky at a gas station? Yes. It's like really fucking expensive yeah it's like eight dollars <laughs> yeah i went to the gas yeah, station I still buy it. like a year ago i was like oh you know what i'm gonna get some beef jerky it sounds good i don't want normal chips it's like it, oh yeah nine dollars i'm like what here, here's the trick right you gotta
0: find one of those little dollar generals they have on the side of the road and you can get some cheap some cheap drinks some cheap jerky and you're fine but side so, of the road yeah there's one like uh when you're leaving uh like on my way to work there's a, a Dollar General, just like on the side oh, of the Oh, a
1: Dollar General. I, I, yeah. I I've missed that part. Okay, so after he's eating Slim Jims on air, right. they go to— um, I, I forgot the guy's name last week, and I forgot it this week. Their, their interviewer guy. Right. Okay. Uh, Interviewing Repo Man. So we finally get a little bit of a reason why. And why, Larry? Why why did he steal Lodger Man's hat?
0: Well, it was pretty— uh, Convoluted at first, and then he just kind of said it of the whole uh, uh, yeah, you weren't paying attention to me, and now you're going to pay attention to me. <laughs> he said, Which, You weren't before, I get it. And he said, Now you're going to pay attention to me. He said, I knew you, I knew all about you. You didn't know me, you know me now, don't you? And uh, I like that. He's like, Yeah, He's like, I just wanted your attention, I wanted you yeah. to pay attention to me, I wanted you to know who I was. You didn't, that's why I said, Fuck
1: you, and now you know who I am, right? And uh, and I took your private possession, I took your little hat. Good way to set up a TV feud, yeah, you know? also, uh. Good way to get Macho Man back in the ring too.
0: Yeah, well, what, what I like about is it's not, it's not some weird deep thing. It's just like why? Oh, because he didn't know who I was. Like that's it. You
1: right. Know what I mean? It's
0: like yeah, he did. He didn't know who I was. And make I a said, name for yourself. Yeah, and he said I'm gonna make a name for myself on Macho because I know who he is. Why didn't he know who I am? I'm I'm just as good as he is. Like a little jealousy thing. And I,
1: and I liked it a lot. The real reason because Macho Man was late on his payments for the hat.
0: I yeah, he did repo the hat, didn't he?
1: So we've already talked about the Razor promo, about uh, everybody knows gold on my neck, gold on my uh fingers, gold around my waist, and um so I'm going with Razor. He's winning this he's winning this uh WWF title at the Royal Rumble. My. Okay, so we're going into I think this would be the main event. Uh Tito Santana versus Rick Flair. Yes. Uh Flair is over. Oh yeah, yeah. In this. Um it's there's just, I mean, this isn't breaking news or anything. There's just such an energy about about this young Ric Flair fella. He's he's Sean Mooney, Sean Mooney. That's right. There we go. Respect yep. Sean Mooney. He he's, he does a really good job. I listened to a podcast a couple years ago that he had with Marty Scurll after really? um, All Out. Yeah, Sean
0: Mooney does. I'm to
1: look at that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if oh, I'm okay. thinking right. Uh, so yeah, this match um is over. These are over wrestlers. Ric Flair. There's just such an energy about his matches. He just it's captivating.
0: Oh yeah, it, it was a very very good match. Also, it's kind of nice to see some uh, vintage Flair, but yeah. before it was like you know what I mean. Before it was in two thousand seven, and it was right. like oh yeah, this is like it's like oh yeah, it's ninety three, and he's just the best in the world, isn't he? Right, this is what he's doing.
1: It, it's almost hard to explain. It's just like you're watching it, and you're like, this feels right. It yep. feels. Good. It's like you're watching like the cream of the crop. You're watching the best of what this industry can provide you. Oh yeah. Uh, so during the match, uh, it is set up. Vince McMahon mentions that uh, Macho Man's going on one on one with Repo Man next week. So that kind of is already going to be paying off. It is. I, I like that. Macho Man worked really hard this episode to really make. Repo Man be legitimate, like he's seriously pissed off. It is. He also, uh, it's ran. like, you took my hat, that's a sign of disrespect. That could be really cheesy. Yeah. You took my hat? No, it's like, you took my hat, you're disrespecting me, and now you're going to pay. Oh,
0: he also uh, ran outside to get the Repo Man. Yeah, and the repo man because that's where the interview was. Yes, yeah. and then the repo man just you know left. He tried to get him. Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah. I, I I really
0: I, I'm intrigued. I want to see what I happens. Um, so, but the, the 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 main event match was obviously overshadowed by Mr. Perfect coming out and just brawling the flare. Right. right. So that's payback. That's what this was to set
1: up. Right. Um, I put on here in my notes that um, it was a great brawl and it didn't feel like it was a you know usually if you if I told you know hey uh, main event a raw uh someone came out it was a dq and it was a brawl you back like, oh, i've seen it a million times yeah this just felt visceral they felt like they were fighting and they really didn't like each other it didn't feel yeah.
0: like a cheap ending no well also what i liked about it was it wasn't um it didn't go off the air with just them brawlings that's what happens a lot of times you right know, where one guy just gets the better and it's just like
1: what what, what is it now it's like everyone gathers up and then there's. Couple big spots where they splash a big splash yeah. spot or whatever. Yeah,
0: but uh, they were just kept going at it. Eventually, they got them separated, and then they didn't just. We'll see you next week. They say hey, we're gonna we're gonna interview him. We're gonna figure out what's I going feel, on right now. You feel like now. that? You feel like that it was it felt real? Yeah, it's like hey, we're like we're, we're gonna see what's going on with these guys. We're gonna see right. what, what the deal is right now. But we're gonna, you know, an, an exclusive right now. We're not gonna wait. And Vince goes out there talks to Flair, and Flair cuts just just a golden fucking promo. Right, just saying, it's not big enough for the two of us. It's me versus you. Loser leaves. Not just the building leaves. WWF. There's not a day in your life where you can ever beat Rick Flair.
1: Yeah, and he ends it just quiet and walks off. Yeah, yeah. He's real intense. He's a Rick Flair, and then he just leaves. Mister uh, Mister Perfect comes up, yes. accepts it. Yeah. Says yeah. which also, what Vince was just dumbfounded by. Vince was like, "There's no way you're putting this on your career on the line <sighs> for this." And yeah. Which they, they just sell it perfectly. Yes. I yes. No. I have to face this guy. No. I have to face this guy also, and get rid of this you
0: know, problem. I, I love the idea that also we're two weeks into Raw. They're like, yeah, this is not big enough for the two of us. Like, God, I was like, you haven't
1: even really. Yeah,
0: calm not, down. Well, well, wait a little bit. It might be. You know, f- 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 <laughs> do a little feeling out for We're two <laughs> fucking weeks in here.
1: You just wait like 20 years. It'll be three-hour
0: yeah. show. No, we're just have a match. Oh, God. If they knew. So, hey, God, actually. In a couple years, it's about to be two hours and three hours. Well, okay. It's that, that, big enough then. You Why get don't you guys
1: just go to NXT UK?
0: Yeah. Um, so, I one of you go to SmackDown, one of you go to Raw,
1: and you'll be fine. I wrote that uh, Mr. Perfect's promo, uh, he accepts it. It's simple and it's good. And I put in here, this is what this is what pro wrestling is all about, which is a generic statement. But I just felt like when we're watching this, we're watching obviously a dated product. Right. It's 2021. We're we're watching a show on 1993. Some of it's cheesy, yeah. uh, of course. This is years before Attitude Era. You know, we can laugh along, but we genuinely enjoy this stuff, obviously. But you can laugh along. But you know when something's good when you're just sucked into it. And that, I'm just like, I'm just sitting there watching Ric Flair cuts his promo. We look at each other and we're just like, that's good shit. Like, that's I'm great. drawn in. That's why I love wrestling. It, is it felt, it just felt, I don't even want to say like, oh, it's realistic or whatever. It's it's nothing about that. It's like when you watch it and you're like, this y- is y- what pro wrestling is. You're just, you're like, it's just it's just good. It just feels authentic, authentically pro wrestling. I uh, Whatever that means, that's what it felt like. Uh, what, what I uh, always
0: say is I know something's uh, good when I uh, forget, because I'm a very uh, jaded person now. I mean, I'm very much like, well, how's this going to make sense in the storyline? Right, how's right. this going to go? When I'm just like, I forget. What's going on? i was like, yeah, I'm just watching it. You're I'm just not, drawn in. I'm, yep, it's I'm, like you're
1: watching a good TV show,
0: right? I'm not thinking about, well, how's this going to work with this storyline, or I'm not trying to like predetermine what's going to happen. Like, well, this guy's got to do this because of this. I'm just, I'm just watching. I'm right. Just, I just, I forget what the fuck's going on, and I just watch it. I'm like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And then I, I'm, I afterwards, I'm like, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. Right. But in the moment, I'm just like, oh my god, this. Is and crazy. That's all you can ask for.
1: Yeah. It just felt like, the pro wrestling, the the lines that pro wrestling is the 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 parameter that we live in pro wrestling what the context that pro wrestling is it's like this is what it's about i'm not saying this is the greatest thing i've ever seen it's just like it's it's like it's so simple and two guys that don't like each other and they're going to see which one is the better wrestler and it's so simple and it's I don't know, it, I, when I see that kind of stuff, it really just draws you in, and you're like, you know, you can cut away all the funny stuff, whatever, and the funny stuff's fine, and it adds to the show, and it's why we like watching it, but it just feels like this is quality professional wrestling.
0: Do you think it's because a lot of times today, there's, like, storylines have to be very, everything's so complicated. Me mean, you were even talking about, like, the Bray Wyatt and uh, Alexa Bliss, Sister Abigail, you know, all that stuff right now, and we're like, what right. the fuck's going on? Right. Like, it's very hard to follow right now, and this is like, yeah, like, uh, like Mr. Perfect says, like yeah hey Ric Flair fuck you Rick Flair says Actually, uh, no fuck you right and they go oh okay like, well, let's fight and they go yeah that seemed that's reasonable right yeah and then they do and they fight and you know, you're like well, there you go
1: professional wrestling is about is about storytelling it's about uh, promos yeah. it's about building up it's about making you want to pay to see two people compete to see who's the better
0: it's a what i've noticed very long is very good storytelling right it, it, there's the matches are fine they're very they're very fine right but it's like there's a lot of storytelling going on here and i right i'm starting we're only two episodes in but i'm starting to get why when i talk to like older fans like yeah like, man there's no storytelling now it's just matches you know what I mean? like there's no story i don't know what's going on i don't know what the matches are
1: for and now i'm like
0: yeah, like one well, two episodes in and i'm like yeah boy, that does make sense doesn't and there's right. a lot of storytelling going on right now
1: Right, it, it feels like. I mean, I like. I don't. I feel like now. if I listen back to the podcast. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's just the the context of what professional wrestling is. This is they achieve it. You know, yeah. and I, I, I loved it. But we're gonna talk about the real uh, main event here, and that is Rob Bartlett <laughs> was right. His uh, car his was
0: car. illegally parked.
1: He gets a repoed, and then I'm like, face turn from Repo Man because he takes. Ron he, bartlett's car so and he, he's turning babyface. he took
0: it he had his uh his he repoed that car had macho Man's hat on and he left and that was at the end of the show and god i fucking loved it but also they are selling next week's raw next week's raw if because if you can't buy the pay-per-view for the rumble because that's the, that's true the next show is the rumble you get to find out the results of the rumble right um uh, Macho Man's first match on Raw against Repo Man. You want to see that, right? And then uh, either Ric Flair or Mister Perfect's about to literally leave the WWF. Also, what happens if, like, one like, of one of them win, one of them wins the Rumble and then loses, you know, that match? Then, then what are we doing? Right? You know? It's like, oh, well, I gotta tune in next week to fucking Raw, don't I?
1: You know, it's funny is if that happened now. I feel like WWE has made us. You wouldn't believe it, right? Right. You'd say something's happening. I I feel like it's gotten us jaded where like they don't have the benefit of the doubt. Right. So we're looking at nineteen ninety three and and yeah. So say we're watching it live and we're like, Well, hold on a second, what if one of those two win? You know, like what do they do that now? You give them the benefit of the doubt either by they're new and you're like, Well, what's gonna happen here? Or it's like if NXT did something like this, you're like, Well, they have enough goodwill built up that I'm intrigued. Like, what if also, this now, person wins.
0: Now I feel like we would also just look up and like, oh, yeah, this guy's contract ends like, right or in,
1: we, in six months, so he's he's probably losing. His or name just storyline, you're out. like, oh, well, there's not, they're just not gonna have that guy win, you know? Yeah. I and I feel like it, it's a mixture of like just awesome. where we are in the times now. Awesome. With I, wrestling. You don't see a
0: whole lot of top top guys do that anymore. I mean, you, I mean, you couldn't, and I right. mean you know, that is a you know it's a, a very like to, Although, right right time right place thing. Like the, the, their contracts legitimately need to be up and things like that to happen. And one of them has to be one. like, yeah.
1: Actually, funny enough, that happened this Friday on SmackDown. Yeah. Br- br- uh, Roman Reigns says, okay, you get one more shot at my title, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. You lose. I don't want to see your face on my show. Right.
0: But, like, <sighs> bloody, I'm telling
1: you. But, yeah, I, I-, I just feel like now it's like, now we wouldn't buy it for, you know, obviously for various reasons. We, would, the internet, we look up backstage stuff. But just... I don't think they have enough goodwill now to be like, I, I don't buy it. But yeah. then you're like, well, you know, this is a new thing. This feels new. It feels raw. And what is going to happen? So we would like to see. We'll see who wins the Rumble.
0: They are very big also on driving home the fact that it's called raw because it's just raw and uncut. We don't know what's going to happen. It's raw because it's live. We're not editing nothing. You're getting it. Right? I like that. Oh, yeah. We're
1: going to put the sirens ten times louder than they need to be and – um Maybe right. next week they'll just have the sirens on the whole.
0: Right now. Whole episode. What episode is better so far,
1: first or second? Okay.
0: I I I like the second one better so far.
1: I like the second one better too, but the first one was so like weird and chaotic. It was something about that. Just it, I don't know. It sits in your heart, right? Doesn't it? You right.
0: Just, you just go. This is crazy.
1: So um, I wanted to bring something up before we got off of here. Uh, this happened a couple years ago. I bought this book on Amazon, um, and I just – it's called – let me go back to the beginning. The Raw Files. What a book. Okay. So this guy, which I'm sorry that I don't – okay. There's a few people. James Dixon, Arnold Furious. Oh, I'm going to butcher some of these. Rick Ashley, Lee Ma- get it. No. I don't care. Yeah, and Bob – I just wanted to give their due, Bob Darlstrom. Um, they go through and they review every episode of Raw. Kind of what we're doing, but just in writing form. So everyone should check it out. That's where I've been. uh, Last week after we recorded, I called Larry crying because I was laughing at some of this stuff. Um, So everyone should check that out. It's a good companion piece with our podcast. It's great. Uh, It's really funny. And uh, I just, the first episode, he kind of trashes it. (laughs) And uh, I was like, you know, what is this stuff?
0: I did a... I did like that because when we watched first episode last week, even after when we reviewed it, I was like, yeah, that was good." for first episode, that was really good, and then you read theirs, and it's like, "Yeah, this is fucking garbage." <laughs> Who is watching this?
1: Let me just read the verdict of this episode from this, and because I don't want to, you know, read right. too much, you know, people. It's like two or three dollars for for um, for the whole year of nineteen ninety three. Right. That's how it is. It's like per year, right? So it's like, um, so what, what was the uh, the okay, verdict? For so this the one? verdict. Uh, is says and this is the verdict for episode 2 uh, a massive improvement over the first show there was run on booking but which Vince was famous for in the 80s and planning strong matches in the future the setup for Perfect Flair was really good here but they even got mileage out of Repo Man jumping Randy Savage it was a bad idea on the whole but at least they were building up to stuff compare that to the first show where they achieved nothing and I think that's fair the first episode was chaotic and memorable but nothing really constructive happened.
0: I uh, I agree, but I also disagree because I think the first episode, I think, was literally just, okay, these are our big stars. This is our big tag team, the Steiners. This is, you know, our big singles guy, Shawn Michaels. This is our... A big, big butted Oriental Yokozuna who were really pushing in this rumble, right? And this is our other up and coming big comer, uh, the Undertaker. I think that, uh, to me, that's what the first episode was, which is establishing, like, right? We're not establishing stories; these are our big guys. Like, yeah, go out there and perform, and they did. That's very uh, true. That's what I thought the first episode was. Very that, true. That's I th- what I took it as.
1: It was almost like the first episode was like the preamble or like yeah the the prologue. Right. You know Just, just, like, get, just getting you introduced To the characters Right just, these, are, these are who they are This is what they do And it's almost like This was chapter one yeah, this is the uh, Hey
0: this is now, now these are This is the real story Right,
1: right. I agree so, with that um, That's why I give it a pass too But I just thought That was a pretty good uh, Wrap up Well that's pretty so, good So um, if you guys want To check it out Like I said It's good a good companion piece The Raw Files uh, 1993 And it goes up Per year 93, 94, 95 Whatever So um, check that out And it's good Like I said Good companion piece For our podcast So yeah, I like it but,
0: uh, that's it. Overall, I think this Raw was, uh, was better than the first one. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you gotta tune it next week now, right? See what happens on, on Raw. See who wins right. the Rumble.
1: So, uh, I would say the next episode we do will be reviewing the Rumble. Yes. Because I think we'll go ahead and just split the, split the 30 bucks and buy the, um, pay-per-view. Huh? Splitting it? We'll talk about it off air. Right, yeah, we'll talk about it. But, uh, yeah, uh,
0: the next episode we do, uh, next week will be, uh, the Rumble. Right. So, uh. Yeah, that's it. Sounds good. All right, so we will see you guys next week with the Rumble.
1: See ya.